This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everybody. I'm Seth Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. Today's guest is Trevor Henselwood. Trevor is a marketing expert with over 15 years experience. He began his career in Canadian broadcasting before migrating to Australia to try his hand in the digital space. He's the head of growth at Web Savvy and has helped hundreds of e-commerce brands grow from strength to strength, including some of the nation's best-loved businesses. He's passionate about brand awareness and helping brands develop their messaging to connect with customers, and he's going to share some of those insights with us today. Hi, Trevor. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks very much for having me on, Cease. Oh, you're more than welcome. I'm really glad to have you because um, you just have a wealth of knowledge that I'm really keen to pick your brain about for our audience. Now, uh, you're Web Savvy's Head of Growth, which I've mentioned in our intro. And um, over the years, you've helped hundreds of businesses, I'd say, grow their strategy for uh, for online things like brands that people will really know like Shopo, Frank Green, Adore Beauty just to name a few so what are some some tips that you could share with our audience about uh, building brand awareness because those are household names you've got to say how did how did you develop a strategy for these guys oh sure well it's um it wasn't easy. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I know. Like, give me one, two, three, ABC, done, bang. <laughs> well, I guess uh, so. So I I started at Web Savvy, and and Shopa was one of my my first clients. So I I kind of owe a lot to uh, to Jane from Shopa for sort of uh, letting me uh, sort of work out what I knew from from broadcast radio and how to apply it to Facebook ads, which actually sounds completely bonkers. But um, yeah, the amazing thing is, is that if you, if you sort of think of your audiences of, of as an actual broadcast audiences, then you can kind of go, well, who cares about the brand and who, who doesn't care about the brand, who's likely to act and, and what do we need to do differently with those audiences? So I think that's, that's kind of my, my, big thing and unfortunately in in marketing uh everybody's got a funnel <laughs> um, but uh, um that's that's kind of how we worked and we you know this this would have been 2014 so facebook ads was was just getting started um our agency's really good at at, at google and so i was trying something different and uh, uh our our boss uh, regularly came to me and said, "Gosh, this is getting expensive." So I was I was quite motivated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but essentially, yeah, the, the the biggest thing is to sort of understand about what your effective audience is, and and there's there's so many different audiences types. But to the the big one for me is to it, to understand your audiences and have a benchmark for their performance. Um, and performance means a lot of things to different people. So if you're thinking about awareness, 
there's a different benchmark there. If you're thinking about, uh, say, sales, then you have that benchmark um, for each of these audiences. So if you know what those are, then you kind of know when things are going well and you can you can push things up and you can know when things aren't going well and you can you can investigate. So that that's the big one is to, to make a really um, rigid funnel in in your accounts. And it works for uh, TikTok. It works for Pinterest. It works for for uh, meta ads. And essentially, sort of knowing that piece is is key. Um, and so that would be the the the, the biggest tip. Uh, but when it when it comes to awareness, it's it's uh, it's a really challenging thing. And and to be honest, um, I would say a lot of brands don't have a great awareness strategy. So um, I think I think that's that's the big part is to start up. I guess looking at how do you how do you incorporate an awareness strategy. Um, so I think I think that's the one, and, and I, I suppose probably is is when is the right time to work on awareness? Because a, a lot of the organic channels and and things that you do sort of have this element of awareness, and 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 Meta calls their ads performance branding, which I'm not sure about you, but that doesn't really sit well with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, essentially, the idea is that you're going to get branding to go along with your performance. So happy days, don't worry about it. Um, but I. I I think uh, there, there's an element of truth to it as much as I, I dislike the term that, that with any kind of medium where you're showing your, your product um, and you're, you're showing your brand and you're getting a return out of it, there's, there's, there's sort of a, a combination there. Um, but for me, the, the thing that, that a lot of people do is they'll, they'll start to do awareness with channels like, like, uh, like Meta and the social channels and, and YouTube, for example, and then a week later, they'll look at the return of their awareness and they'll, they'll say, gosh, this isn't working. And they'll immediately turn it off mm. uh, because the, the investment's there. Does, does that sound familiar to you? <laughs> yeah, it does. And I would say that's a big mistake. <laughs> it, exactly. And I think uh, for me, um, just sort of uh, going, going sort of back to when, when, is, when do you need to actually have an awareness strategy and not expect the awareness to, to just produce sales right away is it, it's kind of a challenge and, and and for me the first part is is like how do you know you're kind of hitting that ceiling of of sort of the diminishing returns from your performance marketing uh, which which we we work with primarily that's our bread and butter um but there's there's sort of some examples like a little signals that you can tell is when it's time to try something different um and that's for example when you're you're running your performance marketing you're you're increasing your budgets and all that's happening is your your costs are just going through the roof like you're you're not getting any nice incremental costs those incremental costs are are massive um and there's a fantastic thing to see in uh, in Google Ads is you can actually see your brand impressions. And if your brand impression share isn't isn't changing, that just means there's the the same number of people are looking for you. So that's another indication that that it, it's time to do something different with your marketing. Um, and then probably the the next step there is 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 moving from performance to 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 start talking about awareness marketing with the channels that you've got at your disposal, uh, because you could do TV, but that's pretty expensive and you're you're pretty committed and and uh, I think that it's an effective channel, but it's not really effective for a lot of small businesses. Um, the the thing that I would really encourage everybody that is is looking at adding an element of awareness marketing is how do you how do you measure it and how do you budget for it um the the biggest mistake i see people making is they look at their marketing budget and then they look at what they're going to measure against that marketing budget which is almost always revenue but 
that's I think it's it's too simple in 2022 or 2023. Um, you need a, a portion of your budget to be specific for awareness. Um, it doesn't have to be massive. And I think if you look in, in some of the old textbooks, because um, I'm old enough to remember textbooks, <laughs> but um, the if you look at, at some of the old sort of suggested method methodologies is is that you, you would sort of spend 60% on on awareness and then 40% on digital um which it, it's just not practical for a lot of businesses the nice thing is is that you can you can chop that budget up and i, I would sort of suggest that if you can do 10% great 20% is pretty good but if you're an Australian advertiser, you probably don't need to spend an awful lot on awareness for a platform like like YouTube or or Facebook because we don't have a giant population. I mean, I think what are we at? Twenty five million? Is that is that about right? It's probably a bit more, but yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but well, I, I guess that's the other thing is 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 that there's not the entire population of Australia on social media or you're using YouTube. Um, I hate to admit it, but I'm I I never use YouTube until it's time to fix something. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm not a very good target there. Um, but the idea is, is to look at is like, wh- how many people of your effective audience can you reach on these platforms? And, and for the most part, if you're say a fashion retailer, um, if you're dealing with women, say between 18 to 35, that, you know, there's not that many of them. So you can, you can really reach all those people with an appropriate strategy. Um, but the key thing is, is, is it comes back to measurement. Are you measuring it from revenue or something else? So with your, with your performance or with your marketing budget, it often always comes back to the bottom line, but I'm really, really encouraging people to say this element here, the, the core KPI is for example, reach or, or something like CPM and how does that change and, and, and sort of benchmarking that. So if you're, if you're measuring it for what it's supposed to do, then I think you'll find success and you'll, you'll sort of, you, you stay with it. But if you're measuring your, your awareness campaigns for performance, you're, you're sort of like asking your cat to bark. So you'll always be disappointed. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of the, 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 the step. But I think that it, it's, it, I think it's one of these things where it's really easy to say, but when kind of the rubber hits the road, it gets a little bit more challenging. Um, and I would really kind of get people to think about when you're making an investment in your marketing, think about other places that you're making an investment. So in, in say your super funds, um, usually you have a diverse strategy where you have some which are safe investments, some which are risky and, and some which are maybe in the middle of the road. Um, I'd look at your marketing budget breakdown like that, having that little piece um, that is for maybe not tomorrow or next week, but it's it's investing in in the future. And we, we've sort of had a, a brand do this where we were really rewarded this Black Friday where where we sort of saw their goal coming into November and thought, oh, gosh, that's a little bit high. Um, and then we doubled that goal. <laughs> so um, and we, we sort of without knowing all the ins and outs, we kind of remember that we we spent a large part of the middle of the year um, working on our, our performance strategy or sorry, our, our, our awareness strategy and, and really sort of spending uh, not a ridiculous amount, but a, a portion of that budget measuring it appropriately. And, and it came back in spades when there was a, a, a real strong call to action on the performance side because we had those things to do. Um, does that does that kind of make sense as a, as a starting point for businesses? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd like to um, unpick it a little bit more. So sure. how do we get a business owner to acknowledge then that um, 
awareness is one thing, performance is another, and, yeah, we shouldn't be measuring them as though they're the same. Like how do we – because it's a hard switch to flick in people's heads. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's uh, it, it's a really good question and it's, it's a challenge because – I think a lot of things can sound great in a meeting room or an office or on, you know, when you've got a bunch of sticky notes on a whiteboard. Um, but it is, it is sort of looking at that investment side of things. And, and, but I also think you, you can't take away, you can't just sort of arbitrarily say, Oh, that this 20% of your budget, we're not going to spend it on performance anymore. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> you'll be quickly walked out the door. Um, but I think I think that the the thing is is to figure out how can you holistically measure everything going on and and that's where uh, you know ever ever since uh, iOS 14 happened last year there's been a lot of talk about metrics like uh, uh, we call it BROAS in our business or in in web savvy which is our sort of business ROAS which is is it's, it's a really simple metric but it's what are we spending on marketing what's coming back in return and what's that what's that ratio uh, other people call it marketing efficiency ratio and i think it's a good thing to 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 let the business owner know that you're not taking your foot off the gas or anything like that you're still keeping an eye on performance but you need to do something that opens up this bottom of the funnel a little bit more um and so by keeping that measure in place it's it's um it's, yeah, I guess that's the way of sort of ensuring everybody that we you're, you're not forgetting it. Uh, asking for a little bit of patience is a big one. Um, but the the other thing we can do is you can put in other measures to show that your awareness is working. So I know I was just sort of explaining how I don't like YouTube very much. Uh, <laughs> that's me personally. Um, but you can you can actually see the growth in those audiences, and then you can see their performance. So we had a, a little case study where we were measuring sort of our, our 30 day video views audience and our 60 day video views audience, and we could see that our our bigger audiences were actually not very much. When, sorry, when we when we started advertising, we could see that our six month audience was say 10,000 people, but our uh, our 30 day audience was 9,000 people. So it was of that you know, that six month audience, it was mostly made up of our, our, our one month audience, if that makes any sense. Um, and then as we advertise, we can actually see the performance of those audiences and our more recent ones were performing exceptionally well and they were growing and growing and growing. So we could have this sort of alternate measure to our awareness campaign. It still took a little bit of time. It wasn't something that we could work out in one week, but we could we could sort of prove that, oh, actually this awareness campaign, these guys are performing a little bit better over here uh, in our Google ads. Um, and the same thing can be done in in, in Facebook, uh, in, in Meta. And, and I try not to talk about Meta too much because that's, that's, my, uh, that's my background. But the, the thing that, meta does is so incredibly well is is you can ask it for a sale and it'll go and get a sale uh, it, it's amazing um so when you have a conversion campaign you're you're asking the algorithm the machine the ai uh to uh, find those people but if you give it a giant audience it will only ever advertise to a very very small part of that audience because that's what it determines is qualified so if you can if you can measure your reach of your conversion campaigns, you'll notice that it stays pretty flat. Um, and once you started introducing these awareness campaigns, it actually grows that pool as well. So that's another measurement that you can kind of, uh, you, you can put things in place to show this is what's happening because of our awareness marketing is we're, we're actually qualifying more people for our performance. Um, and ultimately, 
that will then show up in your your B ROAS measurement. So if you if you kind of think about what is what is the total amount we're we're ticking in, three months later you should be able to see an overall uplift. Um, and that's that's that sort of comes down. Um, and I've I've completely forgot the name of the blog, but there's a, a fantastic blog, and I'll see if I can send it and get it through the show notes, where it's it's talking about the uh, seesaw, or as I'm a Canadian, we call it a teeter totter uh, <laughs> uh, effect of um, of investment and ROI. So if you if you spend a little bit more uh, in one month, your your immediate ROAS is going to drop because you're spending more, but then the next month it's going to come up a little bit, and then the next month it will probably you know hit a bit of a ceiling, and then you would spend a little bit more, and your ROAS will drop, and it will gradually come back to 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 life. Um, and so that's the kind of measurement that you need to sort of keep an eye on and, and sort of understand that as you as you spend more, your immediate return is going to fall because you're you know that that's the the way that particular metric works, but it will come back as you're optimizing and improving and, and the machine is learning and using its new signals to, to, to get in front of new people. So that's a really long answer to your question about how do you how do you get people on the side? And I think it's just by giving as much data as you possibly can. And then also reminding that that with awareness marketing, it's it's always been extremely difficult to measure. So the more measures you can put in place and then we know that there's having a, a trickle down effect further along. So that's that's kind of my long-winded answer. I'm, I'd be curious to see if you had any any pushback to that. <laughs> no, I actually am in in quiet agreement with you because I'm a really big believer in in awareness marketing. I think it's it, it's so often neglected, but it's such a vital part of the marketing mix. And without awareness marketing, you will never get the return for your investment that that you're putting in because you need to build that awareness strategy to be able to kind of break through. So I'm totally in agreement with you. Um, you're not going to get any pushback from me on, <laughs> on that that area. Um, the other thing I wanted to uh, tease out a little bit with you was that thing that you were saying where you were likening it to an investment strategy, like you're marketing to an investment strategy, because I think even just from a very simple level, like when uh, Facebook was going through all of the issues with Australian publishers and they switched off a bunch of brands one morning and there was a giant kahoo about it because not only did all of these media brands get turned off but a whole bunch of small businesses got swept up inadvertently into the mix and that kind of, I think, showed to people, you know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. So I, I kind of think that diversifying your marketing um, portfolio, let's use that lingo, <laughs> is a good idea. So what's your take for small businesses? Where should they be looking to market? Well, How do they find their audience there? That's that's a that's a good good thing. It's it's sort of the 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 next thing for me, of course, is like what what is the channel preference that you you have, and I think that the first one is is where does your market hang out? That's I think that's the the most obvious one. Um, and so it, so it might be a, a TikTok, it might be Pinterest for for planners, um, it and and I think as well, I think there's sort of a bit of a trend to move away from the meta platforms, but I I don't I wouldn't say to ignore it. Um, uh, but and it might be YouTube. So what are what are the the channels that you can you can add to um, to to work on this sort of awareness strategy? Um, 
and and the the big thing I would I would really recommend that if you you if you if you're getting into a new channel, um, I just sort of look at what are you, what are your audience options? How can you kind of uh, get the biggest addressable market that you possibly can with your your awareness campaigns? Um, and and one of the one of the aha moments we've had is that uh, it's so tempting to to go just new business for your awareness campaigns. Um, but I would also really encourage everybody to consider that that everybody who's on your lists, whether that's a remarketing list or an email list or uh, basically any kind of list you can have, they probably need to be reminded of your brand as well. Um, so you sort of would split up that those two pieces to to have the bulk of your investment into to new people, but don't forget to remind other people. Just because they're on your email doesn't mean they um, know everything you've ever done. <laughs> so so uh, I think there's 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 that so so pick the channel where your audience is naturally um and then kind of move out from there uh and i, I think there are probably some surprises as well as, as some of those audiences um and, and potentially the surprise might be that oh yeah well meta still works but it, it could be that, that for somebody like myself that, that youtube is a, a super effective channel um but there is there is a little bit of a risk uh when you start diversifying your channels is that your message gets watered down a little bit because you're you're trying desperately to optimize for what however that that placement is going to look um you know and if you start to think about even uh something as simple as say like like uh spotify ads right um that would, would be something that you could try but you really want to have the the core message to be the same across all of the, your brand awareness you, you don't want to have different messages for different channels um the, the format could be a little bit different and it might not be exactly the same content but if that if that core um, campaign message is there then that's that's going to have that sort of um, salience like like or, or uh, you know people are going to see that in multiple places and remember it um, so what ahead. what makes a good brand message oh that's that is the that's the billion dollar question <laughs> Um, the, the good brand message I think is, is for me, it's that elevator pitch. What, what do you tell people in a really quick situation? What, what your brand's about? Um, and I think you have to test that sometimes. I've, I, I think it's, it's one of those things that when you're working on a brand, you, you get so deep in it, you forget what it looks like to somebody on the outside. Um, and so I would I would sort of make sure you've got your eleva- elevator pitch, but then find out what other people think about it and how do you you know how does that stack up to what what your assessment is, and then simply putting those that that core brand highlight into your ads and and that's you know I say simply uh, with tongue in cheek there because it's just not that easy to do, um, but I think that a good brand message is is definitely what is the what's the the core essence of the brand, um, and and I I know there's a, a big industry on that particular piece, but I think it's, it's really important. Um, the other thing I'll just quickly say on your, on your messaging, when you're doing an awareness strategy is, is you've really got to make sure that your website also has that same message. And I find that that's, that's something with a lot of our clients that they often forget that people are coming to the website for the first time quite regularly. Um, and you just sort of have to quickly tell people why they're there, uh, just to, just to make sure that, you know, people just need to know they're in the right spot. And, and if, if I go to a, a site where actually I can't, tell what they're what it's about i'll quickly leave because i i just don't like thinking that much (laughs) (laughs) so what in that case then what should be on people's homepage? is it about like sharing that why story 
I think it's I think it's the why. Uh, I think it's maybe not so much the why for everyone, but it's it's what is the introduction to the brand? Um, you know, what problem do you solve? Uh, what what uh, you know? Thinking back to the the fabulous copywriting uh, features, advantages, benefits. What are the benefits of the brand? Like, can you show that without telling it? You know, what 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 can you do? How can you show what your product or your service does? How does it stand out from the others? Um, how do you show that sort of simply and succinctly? Um, and it's 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 a bit of an art, uh, and it's 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 quite challenging. But I think it's it's something that's really worth investing in. And if you get that right, everything else is going to perform better. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a really, really important piece. And it's, I think it's something that people kind of do a bit of brand work and then they forget about it for a little while until they need to go back until they're kind of pulled back to it. Um, I, I myself am not a brand, uh, messaging expert, but I, I think that as a consumer, we're all kind of used to running into a, a, a thing that we, we, you know, you see a cool ad and then you get to the site and you kind of get lost and you just don't want that experience to happen because once somebody's kind of got frustrated with your website, they, they remember the frustration, not necessarily the website. And they, they, they associate that frustration with your brand. And that's the last thing you want. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You don't want them coming to your website going, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think, I think it's, it's interesting. I think fashion is quite guilty of this is, 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 uh, you go to a lot of fashion sites and the first thing that's on there on the, the homepage banner is, is like a new launch or a new something or other. And it, it doesn't mean something to me because the whole site is new. <laughs> Every, everything else is new. And you know, you, you, you'll get lucky because people will like the clothes, but if you, if you just have a little something about you know what's special about that brand and then get into the new stuff, I think that that sort of greases the wheels a little bit for a lot of people. Um, now uh, let's talk a little about, uh, that kind of return on your investment because money's obviously really tight for small business owners these days. And I think sometimes the first thing to go is the marketing budget. Now I would say that shouldn't be the case. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think you're right. I think there's, there's always sort of the, I, I think it's the Coca-Cola example from the great depression they spent during the depression. But uh, I think even back then they had lots of money to spend. So it, it, it's, it's a very poor example. Um, I, I think the, the biggest thing that y you can do is, is sort of make sure that you're, that you're keeping an eye on that bottom line. Cause again, it kind of goes back to that last piece um, about that, that holistic ROAS or the, the, the B ROAS point is keeping an eye on that and, and sort of seeing what's going to change and anticipating those changes. And, and we've just come through November, we're in December right now. And it's, it's such a, a chaotic time. Like there, there's almost no, no normal line for these two months. Um, so the, the key is, is, is to sort of keep looking to the future, keep, and I almost said keep spending, because but <laughs> it is it is sort of like just making sure you're 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 keeping an eye on on some of those conversion rate metrics and making sure that your site is performing. And if you can if you if you those are all consistent, then you can kind of block out a little bit of the external noise. Um, I think we're all we all like to kind of look at you know what is what is the next door neighbor shouting about but I think if you look at your own data and and benchmark it like I was I said sort of off the top then you can be pretty comfortable with where things are are trending and and you might have to pull back in a few places um but I think it's it's always tempting to pull back in the unprofitable places but if you if you keep your your performance budget to be say 10% of your overall budget then it's it's not so 
not as difficult to keep on if, if unless like as opposed to say you spent 50 percent on, on awareness so what how would we know when it's time to pull the plug when it's time to pull the plug oh, i think i think the the big one is, is that you can kind of see your your metrics increasing um and so for example it might be say a cost per thousand impressions or a cost per view and if that if that is climbing and it's outside of a a, a crazy time like november december that's a pretty big sign that that your messaging isn't isn't resonating mm-hmm. um there's a really good metrics around frequency in some platforms and keeping an eye on that frequency, not, not climbing too, too high uh, for, for the audience size. Those are some other things that you can take a look at. And then finally, uh, I think the other thing is, is if, if things are not going well, uh, I think it's, for example, if your conversion rate on your site is, is, is dropping, then I think it's probably a good time to, to sort of circle the wagons and make sure that uh, you're sort of cutting some costs and and invest back into that, that sort of foundation to make sure the foundation is good so that you can then go back and sort of broadcast to to a, a wider audience. Mm. And so what about if I'm an absolute newbie to like Google ads or meta ads, what should I be doing first? Oh, if, well, if you're an absolute newbie, that's great. Uh, <laughs> welcome to a crazy world. Um, the The first thing you should do is is define your audiences and and really get your performance working. And and when you're just just starting out, it's really hard. Um, but knowing what what your audience size of your your sort of thirty days traffic is and watching that grow is is a really important thing because those are that's the people that are most likely to act it's not going to be the people that have never seen you before it's going to be the people that have had some sort of interaction Mm. so i think oh sorry i was just going to say how would i define my audience then oh so in in well i guess so first of all just to be clear we work on the performance first that's that's the first thing you should do um don't go right into awareness because then you you've got no way to capture it um the so so setting up your remarketing audiences using your your brand name and google ads are are the the big pieces and making sure that you're advertising to those um and and making sure you know how big they are so that when you check in and see them grow you, you know that something's working you're getting getting more people in um but also looking for a, a sort of baseline to establish, uh, that would be a, a, a big factor. And, and it's just going to take a little bit of time um, to go for. But once you once you know what your your sort of foundational pieces are, then you can start building on top of it, just to, to kill that analogy a little bit further. Um, yeah, that that would be the, the the big pieces. But I think I think, again, if you're if you're just getting started, I, I wouldn't start with ads i would make sure that your fulfillment is is great and that people are liking your product and all that stuff so before you throw money at your business just make sure that that you've you've done sort of your word of mouth you irritated all your friends you've got everybody that you've got a few people to come through and buy and that they're happy um, that's that's probably the first steps before you're running ads and once once you've kind of got those processes going then it's starting to to work on uh like building your foundation Mm. Great advice, Trevor. I'm so glad you had some time to chat with us this morning. I'm afraid that's probably all we've got time for today, but I would love to have you back again uh, next year if you have time to dive into this a bit more. That would be great. Thank well, you. I'd love to have some more case studies for you. We're we're just trying to put it all together, but it's uh there are a lot of disparate pieces and moving parts. And when it comes to awareness marketing, there's only so much you can measure. So it's it's important to remember that even though there's all these things you can measure, there's there's more trickle down effects that are that are going that you just sort of have to accept, which feels more like a faith argument than a science one. 
<laughs> Sometimes you just gotta cross your fingers. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for joining me, Trevor. Thanks very much, Cecil.